Guess what, everyone? It's season two. Thank you so much for being part of the Spillet journey with me and tuning in to the Spillet podcast. Spillet is a show where I get to speak to inspirational people and share inspirational stories to connect people together, inspire people, and everybody should be learning something new. Spillet is filmed live every Wednesday at 7pm over on Facebook, YouTube and Twitch. Viewers are able to be part of the conversation by joining in and leaving comments as part of the live streams. For more information on Spillet, to find the links for the live shows, find upcoming episodes and guests, to be part of the show, or to support me by joining the official Spillet Patreon or get yourself some merch, head over to the Spillet website at www.spillit.uk. Hi everybody, Marcus here from Spillet. I know it's been such a long time since we did an update on the episodes, but I just want to say a massive thank you for bearing with me. All the episodes that we recorded just before Christmas, so throughout October and November and December, will be slowly uploaded over the next week. So make sure that you do stay tuned for those and give them a listen. And drumroll please... Season 3 will be launching very, very soon. So yeah, plenty of episodes to catch up on, all releasing over the next couple of weeks. And yes, Season 3 is coming very, very soon with a bunch of new guests, some more returning guests as well, and a lot more shenanigans and a lot more tea will be spilt in the future. Stay tuned. Hello, welcome to Spilly. My name is Marcus and this is a show where I get to speak to inspirational people and share some inspirational stories to connect people together, inspire others and help people learn something new. This is episode 73. It's changes. We are going through some changes. There is a song in there. I'll let you sing it at home. (laughs) Leslie Elder Asnar will be joining us at 7.10pm, so make sure that you stay tuned for that. Until then, though, you get me for the next few minutes, keeping you company. If you haven't checked out our other episodes yet, then you can do. All you ever have to do is head over to the Spillit website, www.spillit.uk, where you'll be able to catch up with every single episode that we have done so far since we started in 2020. Mad, maddening. All 72 other episodes, including our end of season one party, which was featuring Dan Sprague and Adam Oakley as well. All of that and more over on this Billet website. And of course, obviously, the links to the podcast. You don't always have to watch this live and you don't always have to watch it on Catch Up. You can also get the links to the podcast over on this Billet website as well. So make sure you go and check that out. Are you ready for a little bit of tea? Because I am parched. That's right, it is tea time. This is a section where I get to just talk my truth. I get to spill the tea on some stuff that I've found out there and update you with any, you know, upcoming news that you need to know of. Well, I have got some tea for you today. Here we go. Your first bit of tea from me is, it must be Doug. It must be Doug. Doug, Doug. (laughs) That is right. There has been a potato grown. So this farmer basically found, uh, came across this potato that he thought was a huge fungus. It's actually a nine kilogram potato. When asked what he wanted to do with it, he, (laughs) my kind of guy, said straight away, I might make some vodka. genuinely what a top guy but yeah that is a nine kilogram potato i i don't know what i would do with it i'd probably make quite a lot of 
mashed potato. I love mashed potato. Yeah. And then probably go along like the lines of him and, you know, vodka. Why not? <laughs> Absolutely amazing. Love it. Spooky Spill It as well. It will be launching very, very soon. I've got, we talked about this last week. I've got plenty of, of the audio clips ready. The Spooky Spill It will be available for people to start listening to over on the podcast. So make sure that you stay tuned over on your preferred podcast streaming method over there because you'll start seeing all of the Spooky Spill It's over on the those platforms as well. And sub that spill. As of next season, because we're coming to the end of season two, as of next season, there will be an additional Spill It episode only for Patreon customers and, of course, those who subscribe to the podcast. So you'll get your weekly dose of Spill It, but then you'll get an extra spill every single week as well, where we do a bit of a deep dive. We have some extra guests on as well, but they are going to be going out only to the Patreon customers and subscribers of the podcast. So if you are wanting to get involved in that, make sure you head over to Patreon. You can find the link over on the website, www.spillit.uk. You'll be able to find the link over to Patreon there. You'll be able to join the Patreon community. And of course, if you are listening to the podcast over on Spotify or wherever you want to listen to it, then you'll be able to subscribe on there and you'll also be able to get access to these additional episodes of Spill It. One more time for that website, it's www.spillit.uk. There is no co, it's just UK. And that, ladies and gentlemen, was my tea for today. Okay, she has been waiting very, very patiently in the bag. It is the lady of the hour. It is my special guest for this evening. It is Leslie Elder Asna. <laughs> Hello. Hi, Marcus. That's a great introduction. Thank you. <laughs> Glad to no be problem. here. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Yeah, it's getting a bit chilly now here in Spain. Um, I'm in Almeria, the more south area of Spain. Um, and up until maybe a week ago, it was still quite warm. Um, but it's now starting to feel a little bit like winter. So probably yeah. going to have to move further south again. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, with the cold weather. The weather has taken a turn for the worse uh, over the last couple of days here in the uk it is absolutely freezing and it's that it's yeah it's uh it's deceiving as well because you look outside and you can see that there's a little bit of sunshine out there and then you walk out and it's absolutely freezing i'm yeah. not a fan of it right now i'm quite I jealous remember, of you being over in spain <laughs> i remember days like that in scotland yeah my home country <laughs> um and the days with the blue sky were great, bit of sunshine, blue sky, fabulous. The other 364 days of the year, grey skies and rain, don't miss that at all. So don't miss that at all. And that's one of the reasons why I moved to Spain. So to get away <laughs> from the horrible weather and the cold and the rain. <laughs> Definitely don't blame you at all. <laughs> Are you ready to play a little bit of a game though with me today? I am, I'm excited. Nice one. Well, let's do it. This is This or That. This or That is a game that I play with my guests. It's just a nice little icebreaker of a game. I will give you two options and you choose either this or you choose that. It is as simple as that, really. Are you, uh, are you ready to play? I am. I'm excited. Let's do it. <laughs> Ask you 10 questions. Here we go. Question number one, peanut butter or jam? Oh, jam. Peanut butter is a crime. It's a crime. Jam. <laughs> I don't think it's a crime. I absolutely it's, love it's peanut a, butter. It's, a, it's, it's awful. The only thing <laughs> that could be worse is if you could put chocolate in with it. That would be worse. Chocolate and peanut spread. No, nope. jam. <laughs> Would you prefer multiple choice questions or essay questions? Oh, that's a good one. Um, 
I've always got something to say, Marcus. I think I'd have to go for the essay question. I, I have to actually admit with that as well. I absolutely love writing. So I could go on and on and on. So I would prefer an essay question rather than a multiple choice. Yeah, definitely. Adventurous or cautious? Oh, adventurous. That's what we're talking about tonight. Adventure. Exactly, exactly. Looking a chance, <laughs> risking it. Yep. Saver or spender? Well, given the state of my bank balance over the last 40 odd years, I think we're probably going to have to go with spender. <laughs> <laughs> There's not a holiday that I haven't thought, yeah, I could spend my money on that. Let's do it. Yeah. So that's where my money's gone over the years, gone here, there, and everywhere. But I've had a great time. So. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> Laptop or desktop? Um, laptop. Yeah, I, I agree, to be fair. Definitely. This, yeah, sometimes, it's easier. Um, it's easier when you need to be on the move like me sometimes. But there are those times when it's great just to take the laptop into your bed and watch a bit of Netflix on a Sunday morning. And all those that are thinking I was going to say something else, stop it. <laughs> no, <Naughty. laughs> Shower in the morning or shower in the evening? Oh, I actually do both because I have a dog that likes to cuddle and he's a bit smelly. <laughs> so he gets um, his walk about seven o'clock and then I have to have a shower because I'm always covered in fluff. So <laughs> this has gone downhill rather quickly, hasn't it, Marcus? <laughs> Not at all. I'm finding out so much about you. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Spicy or bitter? Um, spicy, I think. Although spicy stuff does make me sneeze a little bit, so it depends who I'm with. I'd probably stick with bitter if I was in polite company. <laughs> to be sneezing and sniffing all over the place. <laughs> Skydive or bungee jump? Taking the fifth on that one. <laughs> Sorry, going through our tunnel, Marcus. Can't hear you. <laughs> Try again. Uh, <laughs> not happening. Just not. Would you, would you prefer raisins or nuts? I think I'm still in that tunnel. <laughs> I, I would go for nuts. If you forced me, I would choose nuts. Long hair or short hair? Um, Short. Easier. Less time consuming. You can see that. It's not been a lot of time spent on this, just been out with the dog, so no excuse. Have not actually been dragged through a hedge backwards. I know it looks like it, but it didn't actually happen. So one day I'll be glamorous. I was expecting I you to do hair and makeup before we started this, you see. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's my it's my fault. The, the, the hair and makeup fault. artist is uh, yeah. caught up in I traffic. I was expecting them around here at six o'clock this morning for an early start. <laughs> One day, I'll, one day they'll get there on time, I'm sure. <coughs> yeah. Your last one for the evening. Think before you talk or talk before you think? Oh, the words just come out. There's no thinking involved, Marcus. There's no thinking involved. You'll, you'll figure that out for yourself before we're done tonight, I'm sure. <laughs> Love it. I, I'm exactly the same. I, I talk mm -hmm. and then I think, oh, maybe, uh, maybe I should have that? said that. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. But that was this or that. What did you think? Um, some of them are quite difficult. Mm. And some of them are just awful. What a choice. Bungee jumping or skydiving. That's not like a choice. You could say like <laughs> bungee jumping or skating or 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 running a marathon but there's not much to choose between those two no that's no choice death think, or death what would you me, for me it's skydiving i think 100 if you if i if somebody said to me here's a ticket for skydiving and here's a ticket for bungee jumping you can only choose one i would do the skydiving 100 percent i've always it's wanted just, to do it no that just means that you've got longer to contemplate your death <laughs> That's not a sensible choice at all, Marcus. If you're going to die, you want it over quickly. <laughs> Just on the elastic, boom, you're done. 
Well, maybe there's it's no the running rush. around. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, it has gone downhill really quickly. Michael Whiteford has been in the comments saying peanut butter. He prefers peanut butter over jam. He also prefers multiple choice to copy. Oh, multiple choice to copy off the smart people. So he prefers the multiple choice. So then he can copy. Um, treat yourself as well. And he said both to, I'm assuming, because he's quite an adventurous person. So I'm assuming his both was to skydiving and bungee jumping. Michael, yeah, you're going to have mine. to do. You can have yeah. my voice on that one as well. Knock yourself out. You and I have had a chat offline and yes. I've got to get to know you a little bit more since playing this or that. But for everybody at home who is watching this or listening to this, who the heck are you? I am Leslie Eldred Asnar, world famous. Okay, maybe not quite world famous. <laughs> Slightly famous in small, very small project management circles as the author of I Would Rather Eat a Cactus Than Run a Project. Um, I'm a consultant. Don't switch off, everyone. I've been working in project management for, gosh, over 20 years now. And I basically organise people, get them to do stuff, um, do a bit of bossing around and implement things like new banking systems and um, launch new bank products. Most of my career has been in banking. Again, don't switch off. Do not run away. I promise not to talk about banking. Um, other than to say, when you get those messages that pop up on the website of your bank at the weekend or on your bank app that say, we will be closed between two o'clock and four o'clock in the morning on Sunday. And you're like, I don't care. I'm going to be asleep. We're not asleep. We're actually making sure that everything still works or we're frantically trying to fix the stuff that doesn't work before you wake up and want to use the app again. So that's the kind of stuff that I would be involved in. But like all good consultants, we like to overcomplicate everything. There's not a jargon word that we don't embrace. And for me, I just got to the point where it was just getting ridiculous. I thought, People need to stop confusing other people. Project management is really simple. You decide what you're going to do. You make a goal. You break it down. Baby steps. Do the baby steps. Jobs are good on project management. It's a life skill. Everybody should be able to manage a project. Making a cup of tea, project. You know exactly what you're trying to do. You know the steps to make the cup of tea. That's a project. So I just got annoyed with everybody overcomplicating it and all these big buzzwords and jargon and endless debates on LinkedIn about the intricacies of Scrum versus Lean and all this other sort of jargon that these boffins come up with. I thought, I'm going to write a book that just makes this really clear for people, explains all of these buzzwords, just keep it simple, explain what it's all about, what is going on. And I didn't really write it for people, the sort of man and woman in the street. It's for people who work in these big organisations that are all going through change all of the time. They're changing their systems, they're launching new products, they're changing the way they do things. Um, and they expect all the staff to keep up with them, but they don't train them. They don't say, this is how we're going to run this project. We want you to work on it. We want them... You've got to come along and tell us how you do customer service now and we're going to change some things and then we want you to explain how we're going to do customer service in the future. So we're using somebody who works in a call centre, who works in a service centre. We're asking them to come onto a project to explain their job and make sure that they can still do their job when we've made our changes. So it's not any more complicated than that. But... Poor wee Mary or Jean that's coming out the call centre to come and work on a project. She sat there like rabbit in headlights. Absolutely no idea what's going on. Doesn't have a clue what anyone's talking about. And we'll throw things that are like status reports, raid logs, project plans. Poor love hasn't got a clue what anyone's talking about. <laughs> so that's my audience. That's who I wrote my book for. Anybody who's in a big corporate company that are going through change, don't understand what's going on around them, read the book really easy. So that's so, how you got writing that book. Where did the title of the book come from? Well, because I live in Spain, 
I was sat thinking, what will I call my book? It's going to be a really good book. It's going to be a fabulous book. I need to come up with a name. Mm. What will I call my book? And I'm looking out the window and I saw this cactus and I'm trying to think of something that says for people who've got involved in a project but they don't really want to do it, um, I'd rather eat a cactus than be on a project or I'd rather eat a cactus than run a project. Aha, that's it. And I like cacti. Um, cacti are nice. It's a, a sort of symbol of, of my time in Spain, really. Everywhere I've lived, there's always been a cactus in the garden. Um, so that's kind of where it came from. It was really just, you know, all these people that I found themselves working on projects, don't know what's going on, don't really want to be on a project. Um, I'd rather eat a cactus than run a project. That's what it's all about. So, I absolutely love the title of the book, to be fair. It's really tongue-in-cheek as well. You think it's going to go down one route and it doesn't. It changes direction completely into a more business setting. I quite like that idea of it. Was it something that you always wanted to do? Did you always want to kind of write a book? <laughs> Not at all. had absolutely no intention of writing a book. wasn't even on my, my list of things to do. Um, <clears throat> how it came about, actually, was... I'd been working in project management in the UK, but living in Spain. So I was doing a weekly commute, which was a pain in the bum, to be honest. Um, and with COVID, of course, that all stopped immediately. Just mm -hmm. can't go anywhere, can't leave Spain, can't go to work. And also a lot of companies stopped the projects that, were, that we, were, we were working on. And that was it, because I'm a contractor, a consultant, I'm not actually an employee. So they can just give you sort of very short notice to say, right, we don't need you anymore. We're going to stop this work next week or next month or something. So, OK, fair enough. Um, and we thought a couple of months, bit of time off of the summer. It'll be great. What could possibly go wrong? Hmm. Nine months later, <laughs> this is dragging on a bit, isn't it? So of course, we've all got a bit of money stashed away in the bank. Well, hopefully. Um, some savings to live on but my husband he's an estate agent in Spain well he was he's just retired um, and of course his business closed down overnight as well he wasn't allowed to go out where we were not allowed to leave the house so you can't exactly go and show houses to other people or other people's houses um, when you're stuck at home can't go anywhere so his business closed overnight as well you know more or less shop shop and um, so we're sat there thinking well this is a bit crap so kind of over Christmas, New Year, I thought, right, need to actually focus because nobody gets hired in corporate world or project world sort of November, December time, January even. February is when it starts to pick up again. And obviously at that point, we're thinking, well, maybe things will start to get back to normal or some kind of normal. And um, so I kind of thought, well, I need to do something to stand out because at this time, January, February, there's going to be a shed load of people looking for the same job as me and they're in the UK and I'm not. So how am I actually going to make sure that I get a job? You know, because there's not going to be that many jobs. There's going to be more people looking for the jobs than than, than jobs available. So I thought this is going to be difficult. So I um, did a bit of research on the internet and did a bit of um sorting out my, my LinkedIn profile, my CV, all that sort of good stuff. And I thought, I need to do something else. And that all just kind of came together. I was getting annoyed. The more I read complicated stuff about project management, how difficult it was, I think it's not difficult. And it all just kind of came together. And I thought I could write a book. I'll write a book. Never written a book in my life. Didn't think I had the patience, attention span of a gnat. How am I going to actually focus on a book? But when I actually got started, it just kind of came out really quickly because I'm writing about something that I already know the answer. You know, I know the ending. It's not like I'm writing a novel. Oh, wonder which way this is going to go. Who's going to be the murderer? Didn't have to work any of that out because it just kind of all came out. You know, I've been doing it for long enough. Um, so that all just happened really quickly. And at this point as well, I'd become a bit infamous for my rants on LinkedIn about consultants and jargon and various other things. And, um, you know, I've got people who only follow me because they like a good rant about something. Um, and, yeah, so it all, it's all just kind of come from there. So I published the book in May 
Um, I sell a few hundred copies every month. You know, it's doing okay for a project management book. I mean, for God's sake, who wants to read about project management? It's not like you wander into WH Smith. Oh, I think I'll buy a project management book. <laughs> no. Project management or Mills and Boone? Mm-hmm. Decisions, decisions. So, you know, it's it's it does okay. And I think it's, it's because it's different. It's because... Um, you know, as you say, it's it sounds like it's going one way and then it becomes more sort of businessy. Um, and I think that's because I've tried to put a bit of humour into it as well, you know, and sort of take the mickey out of myself and out of project management because people do take it all very seriously and you don't need to do that. You can have fun, have a laugh at work. That's that's my slogan for tomorrow, have a laugh at work. Um, so anyway, the yeah, so that was the, the book thing. But... Um, what I actually wanted to get across tonight about that was the fact that I didn't actually stop and think about what I was doing. Because if I had done, I probably wouldn't have done it. Mm-hmm. And um, when we spoke before about me coming on the show and I was like, well, what am I going to talk about? Um, you know, I might get lost for words. But okay, that's not going to happen. But um, the the main thing was it's this whole idea of dare to dream. So mm-hmm. Brene Brown wrote this book a little while ago called Dare to Lead. And it's about people having the courage to step up and lead authentically and be themselves and not be scared of doing the right thing, follow their, you know, their intuition, whatever it is for you that makes it, you know, it's your thing. Um, And I thought, well, actually, before we can lead anybody, we've actually got to be able to do our own thing. We've got to be able to to dream our own dreams and make them reality before you can say to other people, come with me. Um, And I think that's it's it's a really important thing to get across to people, because most people say, I wish I could do that. I wish I could write a book. Well, you can. You can physically just sit down for three weeks like I did, make notes, structure and write the words. That's what you do. Look it up on on Amazon. They tell you how to publish it. They take you through baby steps. You want to write a book. If you really, really want to do it, you get on with it. Don't stop and think. Just do it. Or people will say, oh, um, I wish I could do this. Or, oh, you're so lucky. No, I'm not lucky. I made a plan. Baby steps, broke it down, goals, steps to achieve goals, get on with that. Back to project management, you see. Um, But I think what stops people before they even get to that point of thinking whether they can or can't do it, they don't don't even verbalise, you know, I don't know, Marcus, you maybe got a dream to play Premier League football or to play the piano on stage or whatever your, your dream is. And you won't actually say that because you'll maybe be scared people are going to laugh at you. Mm-hmm. He can't play football. He'd never play the piano on stage, for God's sake. He's got fingers like sausages. Um, I don't know if you've got fingers like sausages or not. But you get idea. <laughs> I don't um, think I do. But... <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's the thing. It's this lack of confidence. Um, people think, oh, I wouldn't be able to do that. I'll never do that. Um, I, I'm not clever enough for that. I'm not smart enough. Or I'm not pretty enough. Or I'm not, whatever it is, I'm not enough. And then there's a the fear of judgment. This is my favorite one. The fear is, what will people think? <gasps> oh, I can't do that. What will people think? Okay, here's a tip no one cares. Mm-hmm. Everybody else is so busy worrying about their own stuff. I was going to say a sweary word there, but I won't. They're so busy worrying about their own S, Ns and T, that they don't care what you're doing. They really don't. If they do care, they're probably either super nosy or maybe a little bit jealous. That's Mm -hmm. the only reason why you really keep tabs on what someone else is doing. That girl you were at school with, that bloke you used to work with in your first job, what's he doing? God, imagine him doing that. Most of the time, I would say 99.9% of the time, people do not care what you're doing. They're not going to turn around, oh, who does he think he is? Well, they probably would where I come from in Scotland. There's a lot of that going on. Oh, look at her, who does she think she is? Um, you can't listen to that. You've got to just forget that. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. You go out and you do your thing because if all the people that you admire that have been successful 
stopped and thought for a minute, oh, that woman I used to live next door to in Falkirk, oh, she might be watching this and thinking, oh, God, what is she doing? She's not, and it doesn't matter. And those people that are successful in whatever field, if they had stopped for a second and worried about that, they would never have done anything. They wouldn't have achieved what they've achieved. Um, and that's the thing with, with my move to Spain. Moved to the country, couldn't speak the language, didn't even know the days of the week in Spanish, had no idea. Um, came with my three cats, some furniture. That was a mistake. If you're going to move to another country, you don't need your furniture. They sell furniture <laughs> in other countries. Okay, here's a tip. Um, I just, I, I said I was doing it. I got on the plane and landed in Spain. Didn't have a clue what was going on. Figured it out when I got there. Thankfully, I met my husband, who was my estate agent. First bloke I saw when I got off the plane. <laughs> You'll do. <laughs> the rest is, is, is history. Well, that was eight years ago, so it's gone pretty well so far. But if I hadn't met him, it would have been a lot more difficult. Um, he definitely smoothed the way on a lot of things. But... Um, yeah, you know, just if you, if that's your dream, make a plan, figure out what you need to do to make it happen. I would suggest learning the language before you go. At least a little bit of it would be helpful. Um, you know, find somewhere to live, even if it's temporary. You don't need to have all the answers. Have a bit of money saved up. Um, have some clue as to what you might want to do to earn some money. You know, we're in the digital age now. It's so much easier than it was before. Yeah. Um, people can figure out a way to be a digital nomad. I think that's the down with the kids term these days. Um, you know, just make a plan. What what things do you need to do to feel comfortable to go on and do it? Or never mind even feeling comfortable. What do you need to do just to physically make it happen and just get on with it? Never mind what anyone else says. And if you fail, so what? At least you tried. You know, just do it. You want to write a book? If you think you've got a book in yet, Get on a topic that you're really passionate about and the words will come. Just get on with it, you know. Um, and if you if you stop for a second to think about what other people are thinking or that you might fail, whatever, you'll never do anything, mm-hmm. you know. So that's my message today. If you're thinking about doing any of these things, then crack on. There's no time like the present. Do it I love I love that. And it really reflects on the things that we talk about on this show anyway, when it comes to things like imposter syndrome, where you are standing in your own way from achieving the things that you know deep down that you can do. It's just that what you're doing is that you're putting on, putting up these walls around you uh, that block you from moving forward. You've put your own limitations there. Exactly. You've you've got to strip them back and realize, actually, there's, there's no harm if I do it and fail. Like, just go for it like every every day is a learning day anyway like every day you learn something new and if you go ahead and you do something that you've always wanted to do you'll learn from that experience and that experience will help you grow to the next project that you move on to and it might be that you think you know what I'm like for example let's say with me I you know if for example I woke up tomorrow and was like I'm gonna write a song I'm gonna write a song it's gonna be brilliant and I could write that song but then I might, it might fail. And then I think, do you know what? Maybe that's not for me, but I'll use what I've learned from that and move and channel that into a new project for me, something that I can feel passionate about. And exactly. that's what it's all about. It Michael is. has, uh, sorry, Michael has asked a question in the comments as well. Do you find that the corporate world as a whole takes itself too seriously? Oh, or, <laughs> or is it particularly so when it comes to PM? Um, I think corporate world generally takes itself too seriously. I think it's changing. Um, I think over the last few years, there's a lot of brands emerging now that are sort of a bit more down with the kids. I'm even showing my age by using that expression now. Um, but you think of all these sort of digital brands, um, you know, they're, they're trying to be more hip, more cool, more with it. Um, but behind the scenes, they've still got these massive corporate cultures. You know, I mean, if you even look at places like Facebook and Google, they're supposed to be all laid back. Everyone's playing table tennis and drinking beer. Well, I don't actually think they are. 
I think they're working in quite a controlled environment where, you know, your your time is monitored and you have to meet your goals, your objectives, whatever it is that, you know, they're, they're telling you to do. Um, and I think that's the challenge when you start any big venture that you're going to have to have a degree of control or you feel that you've got to have a degree of control over your workforce and you start to make all these rules you know everyone starts off oh we're going to be really laid back here and it's not going to be like it was at my old company and then as the, the business grows they have to start putting in the same sort of rules as as they experienced before which then drives a particular kind of culture now i think the virus, COVID, has definitely shaken that up a bit because it's been a massive culture shock. I mean, a lot of the companies that I've worked for in the past, the whole idea of working from home, oh, no, we can't have that. People will slack off. You know, we can't have that. Well, we're project managers. We've got a plan. They have to do their tasks. If they don't do their tasks, they'll get into trouble. You don't need to be watching them eight hours a day on a video screen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and uh, I used to have the odd day working from home. Um, so I used to call it my thinking days. So I needed to actually concentrate. And, um, you know, that was seen as a bit of a novelty, um, which was great for me. I was trusted to do that. But, you know, no one else was allowed to do it. And I think that's been one of the biggest things that will impact the corporate culture is that, the balance, you know, that trust thing has had to shift dramatically. Um, bosses, managers now need to trust the people. They need to trust them to do the work. You know, and obviously they have been doing the work because, you know, the economy hasn't completely crashed over the last few years, the last couple of years. But, um, yeah, so I think it does, it has in the past taken itself too seriously. I think things are starting to change as we realise that people are actually human beings and we need to treat them as people not as human resources i hate that phrase you're a human resource marcus did you know that human resource (laughs) yeah yeah i do know that (laughs) i feel it every day (laughs) whoever came up with that they need a slap human resource yeah definitely uh but yeah i mean we we go back to uh, as you quite rightly said the the virus has made companies realize that they have to change the way that they work, the way that they treat people, etc. I mean, prior to the lockdown, I was with a company who they would call people down to a meeting. They would take people away from like their territory, if you will. So we had, we were spread across the country with only a small team of us and we were spread across the country and they would call us down centrally to just tell us something that could have been done over a zoom call or whatnot and so therefore they're taking things out of our days we have people traveling from uh, glasgow or edinburgh or wherever traveling all the way down to near london to then be told something that could have happened over uh, over a <coughs> message or an email or a conference call or whatever and then they would have to drive all the way back to do that and the the way that the world yeah the way that the world has changed now it's, it's shown that you can have these types of meetings over Zoom, over Google Meets, over wherever you want to do exactly. your video conference or whatnot. And I think those companies who are still trying to repeat the way that they worked before lockdown, they will end up perishing a lot sooner than expected because they're not wanting to change. They're not wanting to develop themselves. And... The thing is, as well, is that the people, the workers, the people who are on the on the floor, they don't want to stand for it anymore either. I think that a lot more people have become wise to it, especially with the working from home and realizing that they can do things from home and that the the way that the corporate world has kind of pulled the strings, they've realized that actually they don't need that anymore. And even going down to something as simple as work-life balances, when people were working from home, they realized that actually they prefer having a better work-life balance. The amount of chefs, for example, who have completely changed career paths because of the fact that they've realized that actually they could do a different job, get paid round about the same, but are being at home a lot more than what it would be in the chef world. This is it. Yeah, there's a huge call out. Lorry drivers, for example, as we've just, as we've seen. like Be away from home. Yeah, there's been a huge shakeup in the way that we work and the corporate these corporate people 
need to quickly realize that and quickly change the way that they work otherwise they will fail they will it's already happening you know there's there's companies that people just don't want to work for anymore and it's it's the same in project world you know there's a desperate shortage of project managers and this is my latest thing i'm on now is training people you know actually bringing them in to project world um, because we apparently two million project managers short every year worldwide. Like, don't all rush down to sign up for my course because a lot of the vacancies are in China and India. Obviously, they've got bigger populations, so there's going to be bigger need. Um, but even in the UK and America, there's a huge shortage of project managers. So I'm on a bit of a mission now to get more people to come into the profession. Um, you know, I'm helping people to to learn the basics of project management first of all, but then to actually how to get a job when you haven't got any experience. You know, it is possible. Um, so I'm on a thing with that just now. Um, but what is going to make the biggest difference for people who are trying to hire project managers is whether they're allowing people to work from home or work remotely. You know, most mm-hmm. of the people that I work with, they want to be working from somewhere warm and sunny. You know, and it's possible. You can do it. My team um, at the moment, we've got, I'm in Spain. I've got a lady in Greece who's working from a Greek island. She's been there for months. Um, I've got another lady who's over visiting family in India. She's working there. Um, I've got a couple of people in the UK. And I don't have to keep tabs on them. I know that they're doing their work. They get stuff done. They know what they need to do. Um, if they need to go to take the dog to the vet or the child to the, I was going to say the dog to the dentist, the dogs go to the dentist. Anyway, you know what I mean? They don't need to ask permission. They, they, let me know out of courtesy in case I'm trying to get hold of you for something. But they don't have to ask, is it okay if I go to the toilet, miss? You know, it's not that kind of culture. They're all adults. They're professional people. Um, they get the job done. I don't really care where they do it from. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not my responsibility to sort out their tax or whatever. They're all self-employed consultants like myself, so they, they can work it out for themselves. But, um, yeah, I think the world's changed from that that perspective now. And I think um, the more companies realise that they need to do things differently, the more success they're going to have in hiring the best people into those kind of jobs. Because the people that say, oh, you have to be in the office five days a week as a project manager, that's not going to cut it anymore. They're not interested, especially the younger ones that want to be off traveling and seeing a bit of the world. You know, digital nomad. I'm a digital nomad wannabe. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm kind of doing it. I'm kind of doing it. I'm in Spain at the moment and we are in the process of trying to move to Portugal, so near Madeira. So um, I'm kind of nomadic even though it takes me eight years at a time to move anywhere. <laughs> so, just a slow mover. I'm a slow mover. So. Going back to what we were talking about earlier with um, the way that people should be thinking and stop standing in their own way and things like that, what advice would you give to someone who really does want to kind of push forward and break down these boundaries that they've set upon themselves? What advice would you give to them? Take the project management approach. So with project management, it's all about set the vision, understand what is it I want. I want to live and work in a warm country. Write down the goals more in detail. So I want a warm country in the Northern Hemisphere um, that speaks English and where I can work. I don't know whatever your, your goals are. So then for each of those individual goals, I want to go somewhere I can work, right? What do you need to do to be able to work in that country? What are the steps? Okay, so I want to learn how to do online marketing on Instagram or something, right? Go and do a course. That's the first step, get it done. What's the next thing? You need to build up a following on Instagram, right? How are you going to do that? Go online, do your research. So it's just that bit of having that vision, your specific goals, and then the steps that you need to do and just get on with it. You know, don't faff about, don't, I can't be bothered today. If you're determined, set a time frame. I said I was going to be on the plane to Spain before my 45th birthday, giving my age away now. Um, and I did, I stuck to the timeline. That's what project management is about. You deliver what you've got to do by a certain date. 
So I set the date and then I just made it happen. Clearly I skipped a few steps, didn't learn the Spanish. Um, but, you know, just get on with it, make it happen, set a date, give yourself six weeks or six months, whatever it is for you and just do it. That's my love, advice, get on with it. I love the uh, I love the expression, make it happen. Just, that's how you drive it home. Just make it happen. And how are you going you to, you've sure. got... You, yeah, you've got your end goal. You know how you're going to get there. Well, you just need to fill in the blanks of how to get there. You are at point A. You want to get at point B. What are the steps that you need to do to get from point A to point B? And just do it. Just stop. See, just do it, guys. Be, you could be a project manager, Marcus. You've got it. That is it. That is the basic. And then you say, what could possibly go wrong? And you write a list of things that could possibly go wrong. Oh, I'm and definitely good at that. I'm forever telling myself what could go wrong. <laughs> Project manager material right there. That's what it is. I have a phone call with somebody and, I'll be, and I'm thinking, right, what could go wrong with this phone call now? And all the bad things will come into my head about every single thing, every every different outcome of that phone call. But what you do then is write them down and say, right, what can I do to prevent that happening? Risk management. It's all pro life is project management, Marcus. What can I tell you? What can I do to stop that happening? Or do I just accept that it is a risk and it doesn't matter? I love it. Just project start looking management. through the eyes of a project manager. Like, I'm going to start looking up at project managing now and just use that as a way to fix the things that I need fixing in my life. Exactly. It's a life skill. Project management for everyone. That's going to be my next book. Project management is for everyone. There you love go. It. Sparked Ooh. an idea. We sparked an idea. <laughs> Is there anything that we haven't discussed that you would like the opportunity to discuss now? Um, I think we've pretty much covered everything that I wanted to talk about. Um, yeah, I think for me, the, the message just to get across to people is what we're just saying, you know, make a plan, get on with it. But stop worrying about what other people think, because honestly... That's you know that's my challenge to people now. Write a list of ten people that you think are going to judge you if you do your plan. That's the next step in the the project management of life thing. Write down ten people that you think are going to judge you, and then put it away, and then look at it a bit later and think: Do these people really care? Really, they've got nothing else to worry about. They've got to get up for work tomorrow. They haven't ironed their shirt. They got to get some stuff from the supermarket. They must remember to pay the telephone. Oh, yeah, and what's Jenny down the road doing? They don't care. Get on with it. Make it happen. And secondly, do they matter? Exactly. How do important they care? are these people in your life? <laughs> you know, if you were on your deathbed, would you be phoning them up to come and visit you? Probably <laughs> not. They don't matter. They don't. They don't matter and they don't care. Just get on with your life and just do it. Exactly, that's it. They don't matter and they don't care. That's our tagline for people. <laughs> don't matter and they don't care. That's definitely going to be my my tagline. I might I, I might even get that tattooed on me somewhere. They don't care. <laughs> they don't matter. Love it. Brilliant. <laughs> definitely cool. think it's a, I definitely think it's a winner there. I want to know from you, though, what's next for you? What's What does the future look like? Leslie? Um, well, hopefully we'll get moved to Portugal, to our island, before the next lockdown happens. Um, it's a bit worrying at the moment. Um, mm -hmm. And there's probably another book in there somewhere. Um, I just need to get riled up enough about something to get pen on paper, I suppose. So, um, but yeah, it's, it's all good. It's all good. So, love working from home, love my job, and yeah, I made it happen. Good. Absolutely love that as well. Just <laughs> driving that home, make it happen. You've made it happen. And you will, I'm sure that your new book and your move, you'll make them happen as well. And please keep in touch with us as well. As soon as that new book's available, we'll post it out absolutely everywhere. I'll be back we can. promoting it like crazy, I'm sure. <laughs> Do it. Uh, you'll be, I will be happy to have you back. <laughs> For Thank now, though where can people find you if they've got questions about project managing if they've got questions about your book where can people find you to get more information about the work that you do 
So um, I spend most of my social media time on LinkedIn. So you can find me on there, Leslie Elder Asnar. Um, I also have um, a website, cactus-club.teachable.com. So that's where my training courses are. If somebody is serious about learning project management, it's all in there. Um, and yeah, I'm on Facebook as well sometimes, but that's probably, I'm not on there as often as LinkedIn. So LinkedIn's a place, come and ask me questions. Brilliant. <coughs> Carolyn has given you uh, given an idea for a book. She's called it Adventure, uh, the, the Adventures of a Project Manager. Oh gosh, I don't think I've got enough um, space on my laptop for that one. <laughs> yeah, I need to buy one of those pen drive thingies. So <coughs> that's a good one. Now, at the end of every episode, I give my guests the opportunity to give a quote. Now, it can be something that they stand by, live by. It could be something that they've heard that they just really like. Or it could be something that they have made up themselves and they think, this is how I want to live my life. And I'm just wondering if you have got your quote for us today. I do, and it's from a very wonderful lady who sadly is no longer with us, um, Carrie Fisher, Princess Leia, for those that are not familiar, you know, the one with the buns, the one with mm -hmm. the buns in Star Wars. Um, so Carrie was a very, very smart woman, and she said, stay afraid, but do it anyway. What's important is the action. You don't have to wait to be confident, just do it. And eventually the confidence will follow. That Absolutely. just about sums it up, I think. It definitely does. And can you just explain why that quote is important and what that quote means to you? Um, it kind of hit home for me because when I was starting to write my book, I didn't feel confident. I thought, no one's going to read this. Why would anyone read this? The little devil was in my brain. And I saw this this quote from Carrie Fisher and the confidence will follow and I thought okay let's try that then let's just do it and see if the confidence does follow and it did so yeah <laughs> definitely is true though as well so I started writing my book and so my book started off in one direction it started off as like a, a complete self-help book and I got writing on I think I was on my fourth chapter and I was like, oh, I don't, I don't want to do this anymore. And I kind of just put, put it to one side. And I was like, no, I'm, I'm not going to do this anymore. Nobody will want to read this. And I kind of put that block up of myself. I put these little, you know, my, my self-limitation <clears throat> was there. Uh, I stood in my own way. And the reason that I did that was it, I blamed it because of the fact that I thought in my head, nobody will want to read this. Nobody will want to be... Will, will buy this nobody wants to be any part of this whatsoever but actually what it was the when I sat down and had to think about it I realized that actually it was because I didn't believe in the things that I wanted to like that I was putting down on the paper so I just changed direction so give my head a bit of a wobble stood out of my own way and was like right okay just do it because nobody if I sell one book it doesn't matter if it if if I don't sell any, it doesn't matter. I put pen to paper. I've done it myself. And so I changed directions and my book is now a memoir that's also like a self-help book as well. I've And I've just been flying with that. And it's because of the fact that I don't care now. I don't care what, what people may think about this book. I don't care that people may read it and think, oh, actually, well, I didn't know this and start thinking of it thinking of me in a negative light or whatever. I don't care. I'm writing this book because this is what I want to do. I said to myself, I'm going to write a book. I said, at the end of last year, I said, throughout 2021, I will write a book. And and now just about to the end of my book that I've been writing. Um, and that's because I said to myself, at the end, by the See, end of next this year, is I project management, Marcus. You set a goal, <laughs> you made a plan, you set a deadline. It's all project management, you know, and you're sticking to it because you said I have to get this finished in 2021 and you're running out of time. So it's it's project management, you know, and I think what you said there um, about believing what you're writing, that's what makes it really easy when you do actually feel strongly, passionately about what you're writing about mm -hmm. and it just comes more, you know, you know, it just comes much more easily. 
then when you're trying to write in a certain style or be like someone else, copy what someone else has done, do your own thing, write it as you see it. And there's a lady called Denise Duffield Thomas who writes on um, money blockers. Um, I can't remember the name of her book now, um, but she's a great coach on removing these blockers that stop you from earning the money you want to earn. And she says, if you write authentically, write as you speak. So if you were having a conversation with your friend, how would you articulate that point? How would you explain it to your friend? When you write like that, it's your own voice that comes through and that's what people like. And she writes like that. She writes like she sat next to you telling you what happened last week when she went down the pictures where her, boy, her new boyfriend, <laughs> you know, she's, she's that sort of chummy kind of style of, of chat. Um, in her book and it lands really well and it comes across it as much more her rather than her trying to write like she's Oprah or she's whoever you know yeah um so let's find your own voice really so definitely that's and that's what I've ended up doing and I've not looked back and it's flying now so yeah cool well good luck yeah. with it Thank you You've very only much. got a few weeks left Marcus no I problem. know I'm coming to the end of it now anyway so I've, I've done well I've good. um I wanted you. to I wanted to get it done by the end of this year and I've made it happen. There you go. Emmy yeah. Bell loves the quote as well. Uh, she got straight away that it was from Carrie. So yeah, love that. And then Carolyn has said that you should do a trilogy of books. Oh, I have to think of another topic then. I'll have to come back next year and get more inspiration. There you go. Yeah, the guys <laughs> here are always like offering inspiration. So you're more than welcome to that anytime. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on to talk about absolutely everything and mainly, obviously, about stepping in your own way and, you know, getting rid of that voice that tells you that you shouldn't do that and to stop listening to people. What was it that we said? It was... Uh, they Get don't... out your own way. Yeah. You and it was it. that they they don't matter and they don't care. They don't care and they don't matter anyway. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> Love it. Thank you, well, Marcus. You are now free to say your goodbyes, Leslie. Thank you so much. Thank you, everyone who's listening. And don't forget, life is all about project management. Life is a project. Thank Love you. It. Thank <laughs> you so much. And I'll see you soon. Bye. Bye-bye. And there you go. That was the end of the episode. That was a great episode, wasn't it? I've learned so much as well. Life is a life, life is basically like being a project manager. I've learned so much from that. And I've got this massive smile on my face because I'm literally like, wow, actually, I could I could probably live my life in, in a better way now because I can actually plan the things I want to I want to plan about. But yeah, it's good. Set deadlines, set goals, love it. Absolutely. Carolyn, cheers, loved your talk. Yes, agreed. I absolutely loved it as well. What a great episode. Ooh, definitely learned a lot today, you know. Pillars of Spirit, connect, inspire, and learn. I feel inspired, and I feel like I've definitely learned something. And I've connected with Leslie, you know? The three pillars of Spirit win once again. <laughs> Absolutely love it. Well, that is it. That is the end of November. Wow, we are now heading into December. This year has flown by, and we just have five episodes left of Spillet. Mad. Five episodes of Spill It left. Make sure that you check out the website, www.spillit.uk, for the next round of episodes, the last five episodes of season two. We are coming to the end of season two. My name is Marcus Wright. When I don't do this, I run a coaching business called MW Coaching. That's Marcus Wright Coaching or Mental Wellness Coaching, where I teach you how to stop standing in your way and tell you that you are good enough and to hush that little inner saboteur because you are good enough, you are worthy, and you do deserve everything that comes your way. Obviously, all the positive stuff. We're not going to say that you deserve all the negative stuff. That's a bit weird. <laughs> but yes, MW Coaching and more you can find over on my website. You can get in touch with me as well. 
on there. It's just www.spilly.uk. It's as simple as that, really. Just get in touch via there. There's also the email address that you can get in touch with me, Marcus at spillit.uk. That's how, you know, you can email that to let me know if you want to come on the show or if you want to get in touch with me about the MW coaching side as well. You can also follow me on social media, everywhere that you can find me, you know, have a look. TikTok, YouTube, Twitch, uh, Twitter, Instagram, all the same, spillit underscore Marcus. Anywhere that you can find social media, you will find me under spill it underscore marcus for everything spill it wise make sure you do head over to the spill it website www.spillit.uk you can find things over there like the link to patreon if you're wanting to support me and the work that i do just click on become an official supporter that'll send you that'll get sorry that'll direct you to a link over on patreon where you can sign up and just donate as little as two pounds per month and you'll get all of the bonus things that come with being a patreon customer you'll get discount off merch which you know is over on the store you'll see you'll get discount on merch you'll also get those bonus episodes as well that we've been talking about when they start up in season three in 2022 so there's going to be bonus episodes specifically only for those patreon customers and those people who subscribe on the podcast as well that and more over on the website that takes us to the end of the show it's been such a pleasure having leslie on the show and obviously it's been really really cool engaging with you guys as well thank you so much for everybody who has commented on tonight's episode and thank you so much for everybody who has been listening at home as well. And until we spill it again, it's bye for now.